Hey everyone, welcome back for another episode of Vinyl Divers. Uh, thank you for jumping on in with me for this episode four. We've got a brand new format ahead of us. It's going to be a great time. Uh, today's been actually, this week actually has been actually a really busy and more relaxing. Some stuff's been in the plan and in the works for the podcast. I've been doing a lot more social media content, which I'm pretty sure you all have seen. And I know that I know that we have some more people jumping in and diving with us now because numbers are jumping. So it's fun. It's really cool to actually see that. And anyway, today I was uh, finally a long six days of working. Seventh day, I was like, you know what? I'm done. I don't want to do anything. Don't want to work. I had, option, I, had a, I had an opportunity to work this morning and I told my uncle, uh, I was like, I needed a break. And here we are. I had some extra time before I jumped into this jumped into a game of D&D with the guys later and Chris was like do you want to come over and record so I was like sure I'll record I'll record here so I'm in the studio today not at home and it's it's good to be it, it's good to be back in the studio to record because it feels more at home when I am recording it does and like I yeah some episodes you may see you may hear um, and I'm at home recording but and then feels okay but this just feels natural it feels where i should be when i record so i do like trying i do like to record here when i can anyway today's gonna be a fun episode and i was sitting here earlier thinking about what i wanted to bring to the table and i was thinking of between green day some paramore i would almost try to record i actually tried to record this episode twice with green day i was like no i gotta, I gotta break up the, the flow and the rhythm because i don't want to just bring punk rock or ska and anything to the to the show and i'm like so i'm flipping through my vinyls and i just filled out my discogs collection so i'm going through i'm scrolling through trying to see what i have available and i go i got it i have a fun one today it's not their biggest not their best definitely one of the best kiss love gun my favorite albums ever this is one of those albums where i could put on and i hear hit after hit songs that i learned songs that i want to list songs that i remember playing as a kid it's awesome so today it's kiss love gun it's actually their sixth studio album and it came out on uh, casablanca records back in june 30th 1977 great album came out and i i bought this album i think it was back when i was in high school i want to say it was around 2009 2010 because i came in to listen to kiss through my stepfather Uh, growing up listening to music it was always kind of whatever anyone else put on the radio and i never was able to never was given my own opportunity to listen to music that i wanted to listen to when i went to bed my mom let me have a radio on so i can listen to the radio go to sleep and it was always kiss uh our country radio 106.5 and i remember one day i was telling my mom and i go mom i, I want to listen to my own music. i want to listen to something other than just country what can i listen to and she goes well what do you like and i go i, I don't know and she started giving me different radio stations stations to choose from and nothing really stuck 
I didn't find a, a niche of music that I liked yet. And I was around 14, 15, 7th, 9th, or 8th, 9th grade. And my stepfather, Steve, goes, here, why don't you, why don't you listen to classic rock? Like, that's what I'm listening to. And I'm like, all right. So he gave me some bands. And this is right when I think YouTube was just coming back. Like, I was really learning how to use YouTube. And he just started naming bands and songs that I just could listen to. He would say, I'll play this song. Play this song. And wordless, if country music came on, I enjoyed it, but not to the point where, well, no, I didn't enjoy it. It was more like, all right, it wasn't bad. I like certain songs, but it was just music. When my stepfather started naming all these classic rock songs and these bands, it really was like, I really like this. I This is what this is the music I love. Like This is what I really liked. I really wanted to listen to more of. So I started listening, listening to the uh, classic rock radio station around our area called 97 Rock. And definitely I found something. And through all those lists of bands my stepfather gave me to listen to, one stuck out the most, and it was Kiss. Now, I think the reason Kiss did stick out to me is that, for those of you that don't know, they are all the four band members each take on a persona or a character or a superhero or whatever you will, whatever you want to say or call them. They may not have the most complicated songs, but they're, I think, some of the funnest to play, funnest to listen to, just most enjoyable, pleasant for the ear. Like It's really it, it's fun. Like I could put on any Kiss album. I feel may not know every single song, but I'll go with it, and it's just good background. I love them. And with um, Love Gun, really stuck out to me is the actual title song. Love Gun is kind of what caught my attention. I think I had a Kiss Greatest Hits album, and when I listened to it, the song Love Gun stuck to me, so I was like, well, I want to hear the song, where the song came from, and I found the album and just introduced it more. And I bought this vinyl years later when I was at a record show. I remember it was down on Walden Ave, down in Buffalo, and to me, it was like a gold mine. I found someone that was selling like a whole bunch of Kiss albums. I got Rock and Roll Over, Love Gun. I had the Gene Simmons one, Kiss Alive 2. I found a collection of them, and it was cool. And then for those of you that know that I've heard my stories, is that something happened in high school where I think I just fell off a of vinyl, and my kind of records went into storage. And now they're out back. Now they come back to my life, and I've been playing them again. And this morning when I was like going, well, we're what am I going to review? And I go, Love Gun's got to be the one. And uh, from there, I'll say Kiss is important to me. Not apart from just being one of my favorite bands. But when I first started playing guitar, yes, my music taste changed and it evolved and it went further into more punk and alternative music later and ska way like after. But when I first started playing guitar back in eighth grade, I played simple chords and I'd find guitar tabs online. The first songs that I learned were Kiss songs, Rock and Roll, Rock and Roll Night Party Every Day, Love Gun, Shock Me. Some of my favorite songs. First ones I learned all the way through. Love Gun was actually the first song that I learned completely to its entirety. It was solo, rhythm, and electric, and the lead. I can't play it now, but you know it's kind of cool. Where you know I didn't just know parts of the song; I knew the entire song. And it was awesome. One of my favorite solos. Ace Frehley's not the most... His solos back in the early Kiss weren't the most crazy, but they were nice and solid, and they were fun, and they were easier to play. So a young kid coming up that wants to try and play a guitar solo and feel cool, there you go. It was awesome. And even though I never played 
Kiss music out as a in a band. I actually have a great memory that memories that come from being a Kiss fanatic and being a Kiss fan and being a part of the army. And we're gonna get into the album, but I want to share a cool little, another fun story. And those of you that know me, that those of you that know me personally know that Halloween for pretty much my whole high school career and up even up to one or two three years after high school, Halloween I'm already have plans. Don't try to ask me to go to a Halloween party. Don't ask me if I want to go trick or treating with you. Don't ask me if I watch your kid while you go trick or treating. I'm busy. I was part of this group of friends that we dress up as the members of Kiss and we put on a lip sync concert for the block. And it was like a block party for everyone to come and watch. And we just put on a show. We went up full costume. We had pyrotechnics. The guy, the man that the guy that played Gene would actually blow fire out. We had a section where the kid playing Peter Chris would do a drum solo. And he knew how to drum, but we would have to pad everything because not the 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 guy that played Paul Stanley, he didn't know how to play guitar. He faked it really good, you wouldn't know, but we had to mute all of our instruments. The amps were not live, the drums were padded, but even in the middle of it, there'd be a time where we would take a break to go walk off, take off the boots, because we'd go full costume, dressed up, makeup. Us three up front would go take a second, go relax our feet and kind of like stretch while the drummer we'd let him take the pads off of his drums and he would start doing a drum solo mid mid concert real people were going crazy would give out glow sticks so much of the fact that where people thought we were kiss and kill kids would come up to us asking for our autographs and it's so cool but it's a little awkward because me i was dressed up i used to dress up as ace freely signing ace on little guitar picks for kids they straight up believe my little brother used to go to school saying, hey, my brother's in the Kiss Band. And the kids thought he was the coolest kid in the school because <laughs> everyone knew who we were in Lockport. Surprise, that's that's where it was, I guess. And it's just fun, you know, and I don't do that anymore. But Kiss has always been a big factor in my life in more ways than another. I've seen them play twice, both of the times we were with the where I was with the guys. And I. Uh, we were dressed up both times too, and it was crazy. It was fun. It was the best. But this isn't a podcast about me telling memories. It's a podcast me a podcast about me telling you about albums that I think they're good, they're bad. You should listen to. I want to make them being aware to you. And I'm gonna let me get let me dive into this one. So in front of me, I like to whenever I record, I always like to bring the album with me and hold it. And like I'm gonna, I'm I'm talking directly to you while I'm looking at it. First off, I want to say this is a killer album. The album cover alone stands out to you because it's not just some generic name. It's not just a, a picture of them. It's a painting. And what's cool is that it's actually a fantasy, a fantasy artist that did it. His name's Ken Kelly. And if you like Kiss, you also would know that he did the artwork, the painting. I think I, oil painting, I think it was. He did the painting. Ken Kelly did the painting for Destroyer the cover very similar to love gun with that style of the four band members up in front all in their different costume and their their get up and gene simmons has the big demon boots on this one it's phenomenal if i was a kid back in the 70s and i was like and i was and i was trying to think of all right i got two three dollars to go buy an album what record am i buying this is the one that would go this mom this is the one i gotta have and my mom would be like no i'm not getting that I'm like, Mom, we got to have this one. That would have been the fight that would happen, probably, because this looked awesome. 
Now, when you play it, to me, I said before, I don't think that there's a bad song on this album. There's certain, I think there's certain songs that aren't my, aren't my, I think are better than others. There's, I know there's ones that are less, but there's really not a bad song in this album. This is one of those albums where you can play it, flip it over, play it. You will not have a complaint. You, I don't have a complaint. I don't think you would. I don't know. Maybe you have a different taste in music. All I will say is my copy is beat up though. So when I'm holding my my uh, slip, my cover, I don't know what you would say it would come in the, the cardboard it comes in. The side core is kind of cut open. So I, wa- I would like to pick up a new one. And I can see the impression of like an album around it. And it's still cool though. I think it's one of my favorites I have. And it's just, it feels unique. It doesn't feel like it's just a generic print. It feels like I'm holding a piece of artwork. It really makes a difference in my opinion. Now, what I would like to, what also is cool that came with it is when I, I didn't realize it, but the original, if you were to bought this back in the day and you had it minted, it actually came with a little cardboard gun that would come with it. I didn't get that one, but I did somehow get the, the fan. I don't know what you would say. They'll add the insert that would come with it. And it's an average, it's an order form to get the Kiss comic book, the one where they put the blood in it. And on the other side is a little order slot to get Kiss merchandise to get to be a part of the army. And there's an ad here for a Love Gun buckle feature. Love Gun buckle features full color rep- uh, reproduction of new album cover for only five dollars. So I mean, prices weren't that bad. Five dollar T-shirts, three dollar posters, but it's really cool. Kind of see like the old the old order forms. I don't I. They may do it now. I have not bought a, a new a modern album, new modern record that came with an order form slip on the inside. I've got modern albums that come with a little like digital download code from the inside, but to like see something like, and you'd exp- I would expect something like this in an old comic book to see it coming out of the record is kind of cool. You definitely can see they're marketing towards kids. They're trying to give them a little toy gun. Here's some stuff to order some toys and some merchandise. Gene Simmons, king of marketing, right there at his at, at the best. Now, what's also cool is, is the slip isn't just a normal like white cover that the record was slipped into. The art on it, it's actually I don't know what it is exactly. Almost like a a metal clay green material, but it's the Kiss logo is splattered in blood on it, and it really just sticks out. And I think it's a great. I think it's honestly really cool. It just sticks out. It goes that extra effort. It wasn't just, here's a cover, pull out a record, listen to it. It's like, we're going to give you content. We're going to give you as much as we can. We're going to give you a toy. We're going to give you a little insert to get merchandise. We're going to give you a piece of artwork as the album cover and the back itself. Like The back of the album cover itself is the back of, or it's the cover, but without like the the band on top, the band on front with like like the set of groupies. So you get like an actual piece of artwork, and then on top of it, the slip piece, the slip that the record would go into, is itself artwork too. And I think it's awesome. It shows that a band goes the extra mile. It's really one of those albums that was worth having as a kid because you didn't just get a, a some music, you got merchandise, you got art, you got something more with it. It really stands out. Shows that I don't know if it's I don't know if it's them caring or not, but it shows that extra mile. And I think if I was to spend money. Hey, I I want to spend that money there. I get the most out of it, and not only did I get some cool stuff with it, I got some great music. 
Uh, speaking of music, I do want to. I got a couple of songs I want to share with you. The first one is uh, Christine Sixteen, and I'm going to have you listen to it right now, just the beginning clip of it, just to kind of get you in the mindset. What I love about this song is the intro where it starts off with this piano and it's awesome because when I think of kids, I think of this, this wicked, that crunch of that guitar, that classic rock, that, that, that classic rock guitar, that that seventies crunch and it's piano and the piano drops away and the guitars come in out and come in right behind it, picks up where it left off. And I think it's awesome. Definitely a way to start a, a great way to start a song catches your attention. You're going to go, Instantly, you're gonna go. Whoa, what song's that? And the pianos definitely grab your attention and draw at you. At draw it at you. I think what initially drove me to like this song was the piano, and it was unique. I, I remember listening to the song and I didn't like it at first, or it wasn't I didn't like it. It didn't it didn't catch my attention at first. It was more like okay, it's another one of their songs. And then I remember sitting on the bus one morning and I just was listening to Love Gun, was the album over, and sooner or later I was like. I learned to like the song. I really like it. It's one of my favorites. Um, it's one I did not learn, but now I got piano. I was thinking about trying to pick it up and see if I could pull it off. Uh, another great memory that I really do remember this song is that so I was listening to Kiss back in high school. This song actually reminded me of, of a girl I used to like that was on my bus. And her name was Christine. And it was just one of those you ever have a song that where you hear it, it just brings you to a, that moment or that memory. Is it as big or as small as that moment be? You could just flash back to it. And this is one of those songs where it just does that flashback and it's it's awesome. I think that's why this song sticks with me and why when I put it on and kicked on the record player this morning, I was like, oh, wow, this is the perfect album to you to talk about today because it got me right in the mindset. Um, my second song I want to share with you is called Shock Me. And it's actually the first lead vocals for Ace Freely on an album. And here it is. So what I think is, first off, I first started listening to Kiss. This song didn't stick out to me either. It's funny how certain songs, they gravitate you due to memories. And I've to, I, was telling, I was talking earlier about how I used to play in this lip sync band on Halloween. This is because I played Ace Freely. This was my solo song that we'd play. And I went up on a little step up stage. And walking up on step up stage in platform boots, it's not easy. And very dangerous because I almost broke my leg many times. But we, I remember getting up and you hear the the drummer would start going off and the guy do, uh, doing doing Paul's part would go up and start rambling off on stage while to get everyone's attention while I tried to step up. And I used to have a hose that I would tuck in between my arm to get the smoke going because it's called Shock Me. And 
there's a wicked solo and in the live version ace usually had he used to set his guitars on fire and used to have smoke coming through them and it was nuts and i didn't want to do that to my actual guitar so we modified it and we used to have a dry ice fog smoke machine kicking out smoke and the strobe lights would go like the electricity was shocking me and i would i love the song and that's i think the reason i went back to it because when i thought of ace Frehley, i always liked new york groove that was kind of his signature song i felt and the more i listened to this one and the more i played out as the part of it it stuck with me a lot more and just feels shocked me a funner song than New York Groove. I feel like New York Groove is a little bit more redundant, more generic. It was popularized and overplayed, where Shock Me definitely is underplayed and should be. She had a little bit more recognition. I was doing a little bit of research. I actually found out the story behind the song. The song was inspired from an in, from an an incident on the Rock and Roll Over tour, which went uh, the year prior to this, so in 1976 where Ace, uh, he touched an ungrounded metal staircase railing, and he was knocked to the ground and, like, was out of it. And they actually had to delay the show by 30 minutes so he can come to, and he came to, and he started playing after. But the whole experience of being knocked out and just, like, he he was shocked. So he wrote a song about it. And the last song I share with you, it, it's a no-brainer. My notes, I actually got, this is duh, because it's, this is my all-time favorite kiss song there is not one better than this one in my opinion my favorite song hands down love gun and here it is I know I was saying how I actually dress up as Ace Freely, but out of if I had to pick out as a musician because I play guitar and because I'm I prefer more to sing, Paul Stanley is definitely one of my musician musical idols. Where he puts on this show, he's a showman. He puts on a show. He goes up. He takes charge of that stage, and it's his. And he he makes it's his stage. If you ever see Kiss live, you see it. You see him. You see him jumping around. You see him jumping two, three feet in the air wearing these giant boots. You see our black duct taped to his legs so he doesn't bust an ankle or roll anything over. I walked around in platform shoes and I almost broke my leg. This guy runs across the stage while playing guitar and singing this song, jumping in the air. I don't know how he does it. When I saw them live, this is actually one of the songs when there's certain skits or parts that you could see in use in YouTube videos where this is what they do this is their act or their performance that they play along with it and during this during this song is where usually he'll have a hook that kind of swings over to him and if the stage if the arena or the of the event center wherever they're playing it has it he'll take a hook and he'll he'll swing himself like a pulley style all the way out to the center of the stage out the center of the crowd and he'll have a pop-up stage on a on like a rotating platform, playing, and he'll be singing while he's swinging across an auditorium or a giant arena, which is crazy to see. 
it's crazy to hear about than actually to see it live. You're like, oh my God, holy shit, this guy actually does this, does it well, does not miss a beat. There is no pause, there's no hesitation. He's 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 an amazing musician. And I think what I love about the song, what caught me was that rolling intro, the da 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 dun It was almost like that gunshot of getting ready for it. And that's what made me want to learn the song. And I remember getting my guitar and that learning that that initial little riff. There's nothing. It's a simple chord in that, that, that getting that rhythm pattern with my hand it was amazing. It was so cool. It was so fun. And actually, what I found out when recording this, when looking through, is that Ace, that Paul Stanley, when he wrote the song, actually wrote it on a flight to Japan. And he had to, he wrote the entire song in his head, thought it out, and he thought it would be a great song. And then he had to double check and make sure he could play the song and it sounded good when he played it out live. So when they got to wherever they were going, he actually had to take time, go to his room, play the song, made sure it made sense. He's like, oh yeah, this is a good song. And actually he's become one of their hits where they the song has been on every tour since it came out. Now, to wrap up the show, I just want to say, if I had to write this album, you do one to ten. It's hard to, it's hard to put it because I don't ever want to say everything's ten because I like it. I try to be as truthful as I can be. And I don't think it'd be a five. I don't think it'd be a seven. But in my opinion, because this is Love Gun, because it is Kiss, because it has such an important impact in my childhood, in my book, it's turned up to 11. If you don't get that joke, you gotta go watch This Is Spinal Tap. My book has turned up to 11. On a realistic rating of good and bad and popularity songs, I could probably set this at a solid seven or eight, realistically, because there's certain songs that they're good, but they not all of them, in my opinion, were as good as Love Gone or Shock Me. Not all of them were. I mean, there are songs I left out that I can't share clips from every song. I wanted to share parts of them. But I want you to go out. If you can, find it for yourself. Listen to it. Comment. Let me know. If you want, email me and let me know if it was worth it. Let me know, let me know if you found it, if it was, if it was a gem added to your collection it was a good dive and you can get my email and all my social media information in the show notes. I'll see you next time.